Did you know Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to increase the size of almost all your orders? Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks, no coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You could count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, or Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrades, cross-sales, or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you could boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Now, hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you could do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion at an average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this year. To get this special offer, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. I love this time of year. That's better than August, the worst month. What's wrong with August? It's too hot. It's like brutally, yeah, it's by August, you're in May, you're excited about something. Yeah, you're sick of summer by August. Holy crap. August, maybe September, you're done with it. Well, September's my birthday, so it's like my birthday month. So okay. everything is fine. And then October rolls around, and then it's just, it's like October, boom, I got. All the fall stuff happens all at once. I get pumpkin spice. I'm carving pumpkins. It's just like we switch to eating nothing but baked goods. Everywhere has baked goods. Then November, we're putting up Christmas decor by the end. You're starting that Christmas shopping. And you got uh, Thanksgiving, which you have, you know, it's the annual subscription fee to having a family. And then <laughs> so I rip, that's from this season of Rick and Morty. People are going to know that. And then I got uh, the Christmas is after that, the New Year's. And then it's just like... 60 to 90 days of winter hellscape if you live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, October's bullshit. It's just like the, it's the preamble to the holiday season. The preamble. It's like, get me to the good stuff. Come on, Let, let's go. I got married on Halloween. I know. I love the Halloween decor. I'm a, I like that kind of macabre stuff. I, I will say uh, I was excited for the classic horror movies that were added to Criterion this month because I love old movies and... There's nothing better than just like an old movie from 1931 and you're in and out in like 80 minutes. That's what I'm looking for. I do appreciate that older movies are shorter. Yeah. So I've been watching the Frankensteins or as your daughter has told me, Frankum's time. <laughs> we went to, we went to <laughs> Universal Studios and she came back and told a friend about it. And they were five. The five-year-old had also been to Universal. So they were conversing about Frankum's time. I love, every time I see him, I'm like, it's Frankum's time. In my head now, it's Frankum's time. <laughs> All right, but the moment that, that Halloween fall season hits, that's when you know, like, oh, Black Friday's coming. Holidays are coming. And a surprising percentage of people start their shopping, and some even finish it, supposedly, in October. It's an insane number. It's I, Is it, like, 25%? Like, 25% are done by November 1st. Yeah, we've had the stats before, and I'm sure I could Google them, but it is, um, I think it... It, and it, it's going to depend on the year, but it's it's somewhere like 15, okay. 15, 20. Yeah. 
and it's self-reported. So like, I'm sure they're like, all right, well, I finished shopping, and then there's all the people I forgot I bought, about. But for also, November. I bought five more things afterwards. Yeah. So I, but my point is, you could start doing promos now and be making sales because we've mentioned before in the show by f- November. You're really part of Black Friday. Like you're getting a lot of sales, but you're also a lot of those are deferred sales from I September, was October. Just gonna say, isn't like the Moneyball Smarty Boy move now to be like, no, you have no sales because everyone's looking for sales, so they didn't buy anything in September and October, and because they're waiting for the November sale, so that was sales you were gonna get anyway, and you lost money. You know, if you're REI, I suppose. But REI is just like we close the stores, you go buy online. I don't know. I think people, they want the, we all know what's going on. Just give me the excuse to buy. I think it's just like take every opportunity you can to be top of mind for people who need to buy gifts. And maybe they'll spend that money with you. Or maybe make it like 5% off and be like, this is the best you're getting, sucker. <laughs> I w- See, that's a turnoff. I don't think I would do it. I, I think you either make a big statement about how you're intentionally going not having sale prices I like the I like bundles. I like free gift with purchase. I want free upgraded shipping. I don't necessarily love like discount, 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 but people are more receptive to discounts currently than in years past. You should definitely call them suckers in your emails though, right? I'm going to go with, you know, if, if that's your brand voice, <laughs> then sure. But for, for I think for most brands, that's going to be a no. <laughs> yeah, just a no. Frankum's time. I just keep saying it. I love it. She got a big long story. She's like, I went and told my friends about Frankum's time, and they knew about Frankum's time too. And I'm just like, oh, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. keep saying it, <laughs> keep saying it. I love this. Yeah, and who? I'm not familiar with this character. Who was it? Just it started. It was f- what was it? Frankum's time. <laughs> She's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who are we? Why are we here? What are you listening to? This is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. I am joined by. Who is this guy? I'm joined by show producer Paul Rita. And today we're answering your Shopify business questions. So let's jump into that. Eh, we're not going to. I There's two free resources I want to highlight first. Uh, number one, and I, you know, if you're in our, our Facebook group or you follow me on social media, you've seen posts about this. If you sign up for a Privy account and register at privy.com slash ultimate dash bundle, privy.com slash ultimate dash bundle, and that link is in the show notes, You'll get their Black Friday calendar and a video call with a Privy coach to get you started. Privy.com slash ultimate dash bundle. Uh, I've gone through the thing. I uh, got to review it. I gave them uh, a a few things to add to it uh, like 60 days ago when they were working on it. And I think it's really good. I think it's a really helpful resource. The other one I wanted to highlight, um, I was on the Quiet Light podcast and they're a, a business brokerage. And they've got the Exitpreneurs Playbook. There is a 0% chance that anyone could consistently spell this, let alone pronounce it. <laughs> Exitpreneur. Ex- Exitpreneur is such a dumb made-up word. <laughs> They're like, well, we're going to make this into a thing. No, you're not. All right, well, regardless of the name's uh, I'm sure the playbook spellability. Is, I'm sure the playbook is good. It's just, it, it's dumb. That's a dumb name. It's, it's known as the ultimate guide to selling an online business. But if you're buying an online business, this is the other team's playbook and a must read. So the uh, Joe who hosts the Quiet Light podcast and who wrote the book said, hey, I'll, I'll give away five free copies to you or to your audience for every one of your episodes that you plug it on. I said, you know what? It, it's a good offer. I've got a copy of the book. Um, I flipped through it. It seems good. And it, I, 
I love being able to provide free stuff to our audience. So it's uh, exitprinter.io slash Kurt Elster. You can grab the playbook. Uh, they also have uh, an ebook version. You can get that. And I will put that in the show notes as well because of the chances of you consistently spelling exitpreneur. Here's the, all right, you write enter, entrepreneur, which I always screw that one up. Let autocorrect fix it for you. And then that beginning entree, you switch that to exit. That's how you do it. All right, let's move. Let's move to our AMA. Let's do some discussions. Would you please open with our first question? And this time I tried to group them loosely by topic. Uh, Anthony W. wants to know, what's the biggest thing you've learned this year in business? Uh, I don't know. The thing that's surprised me the most is the extremely short time horizon everyone seems to be thinking by in that they're just like, you know, during the biggest days of the pandemic, all these online sellers, we were all making hay. We're all just having Scrooge McDuck money baths. (laughs) And now things are just reverting back to normal or reverting back to the tread line where they were supposed to be before the pandemic or flat. And they're all like, oh my God, the sky is falling. We're entering an recession. Everything's terrible. It's just like, no, you just had a once in a lifetime influx and now it's over. Did you not think that was a once in a lifetime influx? Did you think that it was just going to rain money off the money tree for the rest of your life? What shocks me are the, the retailers like Target specifically who went, well, this will never end, and, like, screwed up their own forecasting and bought so much inventory that they're like, we literally run out of space to put the stuff. Freaking Peloton. Peloton was just like, uh-huh, yes, a thing where no one will ever leave their house ever again and only exercises inside their house. Inside their house. Yes, that's exactly what the future will be like. We're just going to prepare for that future. Ugh, are you idiots? <laughs> All right, so you're... Your biggest surprise was the discovery that people are myopic. Just that level of myopic, like, yes, where it's just it, like at yeah. all levels of business. It's like you just made a, a ton of money over the last three years. Did you save any of it? No. Uh, why not? <laughs> the because it's too much fun to buy stuff. My the thing that surprised my my big surprise was uh, discovering, accepting, and moving past a limiting belief. I really was very resistant to hiring full-time employees. Oh, yeah. And that was, uh, I, I wish I had figured this out sooner because now that we've grown our team this year, things have been absolutely fantastic. Well, it's, like, it's just a delight. And it's funny because we've answered that question for other people before, and we've always been just like, yeah, once a piece of the business gets too annoying that you don't want to deal with it anymore, hire someone to deal with it. But we never did that. Yeah, do as I say, <laughs> and, not as I do. And now we did it, and we're like, oh, that's great. Whoever, wow. whoever thought of that's a genius. Yeah, getting someone who's better than me at doing these things to do it. Oh, uh, amazing. So, Byron Myers, he has a question. How many pitches do you get for people each week that want to be on your podcast? What advice would you give to someone who's trying to be a guest to get your attention? Well, you know how many p- pitches we get a week. So, I actually don't because they all go to my wife, who then <laughs> she's the gatekeeper, and the good ones she forwards to me. That's how many pitches we get. So many, we made someone else handle it. Yes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I can't sort through this anymore. The thing that advice I would give to someone who is trying to be a guest to get our attention, and the advice I would give to anyone who's trying to get anyone's attention about something, is think about what's in it for them, and then make a pitch that makes it really worthwhile to them. Just sending a, an email that's just like, hey, I think we should connect on this. Why? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Why would I want to connect with you about this? What are you talking about? Delete immediately. 
we do get this happened this week where someone was like, "Hey, you own this domain name?" Uh, and I own the uh, the Ethereum Ethere- version, the Ethereum domain name, yeah, the Ethereum TLD. And he's like, no, and he didn't say enough said, but that was it. He was just like, "I own the Ethereum one." Good. Yeah, that was the whole. So then you're like, "All right, what do you want?" And he's like, uh, "Synergy." <laughs> he was just like to connect on this, and it's like about what? I was like, write a sentence. And Couldn't he was do like, it. "Yeah, he just can't." No one, no one wants to give like a pitch. Like it's apparently giving a pitch that tells me what's in it for me is like gauche or something. Just tell me why I should do this. Tell me why I should care. How it should? Why? How will it make my life better? Oh, you can't. Goodbye. <laughs> So for our podcast pitch specifically, I'm ultimately I am not the target market. There are yeah, three thousand people a week. For the podcast, it's how will it make things better for our listeners? Are our listeners gonna learn something useful? Are you giving them a coupon code for your cool service that will definitely make them more money? Like give us something. Just being like, I am a rich person. I would like to talk about how I became rich. Don't care. You know, I, I run those those interviews, whether it's a merchant, service provider, whatever, expert, it starts with, okay, what's the theme? We have a theme, great. Do you have like three to five points that we can make that fit within that theme? Fantastic. And now do we have a hook? Do we have an intro? Do we have something that in 10 seconds I can make that theme sound interesting? If you can give me those things, it is, and it's applicable to the audience, it's e-commerce, 100% I'm putting you on the show. All right, 99% I'm putting you on the show. <laughs> But like that, honestly, that's what I'm looking for there. And it's really, it's like, if I can get the theme and the hook, great, we can figure out the rest. Like give me two of those three things that I described and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there. <sighs> yeah. Uh, what do we got next? Chris Z wants to know our thoughts on upsell apps. We're seeing competitors getting away from these annoying pop-ups and just showing a cleaner built in suggestion. Oh, uh, in suggestion, like suggestions underneath the product. We have tested turning ours on and off recently and not even offered upsells on newer items. It looks like pe- people will still buy the other items. We have an AB tested it. Are these apps going the way of Wheelio or do you find these add to sales? I, Wheelio was, that Is was that spin, spin to win, win, wasn't it? Spin to win. <laughs> spin to win. <laughs> Yeah, what's interesting about, like, marketing gimmicks? Well, I I think the thing is, having not tested it, just pulling this out of my ass, I think it definitely makes you more money. But the problem is, how do you execute it? If it's like he said, where I click add to cart, and now I want to check out what the thing I bought, and all of a sudden we're throwing a pop-up in your face that's going, buy this other stuff too. No, because I'm just clicking close because so many sites just like throw up roadblocks when I'm trying to buy something. And I'm like, I'm trying to buy, I'm trying to buy, I'm closing this, leave me alone. I know sometimes you get on these e-commerce sites and it's like, there's so many sticky widgets everywhere. Oh my God. But I'm like, I just, I can't even click the button I want. So that right out, if it's a thing where you have a drawer cart and underneath the item in a drawer cart is like a little banner that's like, hey, also buy this cap that goes with the jacket you just bought. I think that'll work wonders. I like, yeah, if it's a it's contextual a offer. Yeah, if it's just a pop-up that barfs, like, here are three best sellers, also buy them. Like, that doesn't work. And the way he described it was like, he's like, we've tried turning our, our pop-up, pop-ups on and off, but then they also have the, the frequently bought together ones, where that's not a pop-up, it's a widget. Mm-hmm. That's like, hey, you're looking at this item, here's this item plus two others people buy together. And let's say, you know, it's like, well, you're looking at a, a 
uh, lounge pants. You know, I get, get my sweatpants for maximum dad dad appeal. Well, well, don't you also want the great tube socks to go with that and the stained gray sweatshirt to go with it too? Oh, yes, absolutely I, I do. I thought it was going to be like an impact wrench or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I buy most of my clothes at a hardware store. <laughs> um, get everything at Menards. No, I didn't. You can get away from from upsells and pop-ups. You should get away from pop-ups. The thing to watch is your average order value. Like, if I have them and then I get rid of them, does my average order value go down? And you could graph it over time in Shopify Analytics. You could figure that out pretty easily. Um, the I do like that Frequently Bought Together widget. It's an app called Frequently Bought Together. We use that on a lot of sites. I like that one a lot. I just set that up today uh, on a site. And that it's nice. Like, it's simple, it's straightforward, it's not intrusive, mm-hmm. it styles fairly well. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, all right, if you're going to do only one thing, go with that widget approach. You know, we're good. And I don't care, like, how you do it, um, as long as you, you do something to try and get that AOV up. But as far as the pop-ups go, eh, it's going to depend on, you know, like, who your audience is, what you're selling, et cetera. Use your best judgment, man. It sounds like you don't like them, so don't use them. If, if, keep an eye on your AOV. This episode was brought to you by the team at Rewind, a trusted Shopify app since 2015. If you're a Shopify partner, join leading agencies like Milk Bottle Labs, Velstar, and Mac Digital Designs, and more in the Rewind Agency Partner Program. You can earn up to $2,000 for recommending Rewind to your clients, and you can rest easy knowing that the hard work you've done for your clients is protected. If you're a merchant, feel confident and enjoy peace of mind that your store is always safe with automated backups. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Learn more by looking up Rewind in the Shopify app store or visit rewind.com. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash Kurt Elster and get a 30-day free trial. Uh, Mark P. wants to know, looking for the best wholesale solution while using a non-plus plan but still selling DTC on the same site. We had a client ask us about this today. What are you going to do about it, Kurt? I had someone ask about it. I asked several friends and got some good recommendations, but the one that kept coming up was Wholesale Gorilla. Wholesale Gorilla, which memorable name. Um, it had really good reviews in the App Store. It, I looked through it. It could do like separate. It can override regular shipping with its own shipping stuff. Um, it looked like it would do everything we want if you want to be able to do wholesale without Shopify Plus. Now, I don't love apps for doing this, but without Plus, you don't get a choice. Like on Shopify Plus, we'd use script editor and B2B accounts to do it. Without Plus, I think an app is the best way to do it. Um, wholesale Gorilla is, is right now based on how many people consistently recommended it to me. That's going to be my first choice. All right. We got Wholesale Gorilla. Mm-hmm. We got MailChimp. Uh-huh. We got SurveyMonkey. Yep. I have our new app. Okay. It's called Upsell Bonobo. <laughs> and it solves Chris's problem about his upsells. Mm-hmm. And we have the Simeon branding that's needed for any successful app. The Simeon branding for a successful. <laughs> Did you workshop this? Or you... Is this off the top of your head? That's just phenomenal improv. Wow. I'm from Chicago, baby. All right. Wholesale gorilla and, you know, be a primate enthusiast. Moving on. Oh, Rachel L. Uh, let's see. She says, I know many of you are crushing it with your businesses. That's so awesome. But mine has dropped and I need to cut expenses. Are there any email companies similar to Clavio that are not as expensive? And uh, she had asked this to the group. Someone else had replied to her, and I'm just going to read their answer. They said, we switched to Privy, 
and found it to be perfect for us. Clavio, in my opinion, is for much bigger businesses. We do under 150K a year, so it works fine for us. I don't know if people realize that. Like, Privy was originally entirely pop-ups. It's now... Privy's, like, in the past, if you wanted... All right, I want easy, simple email used MailChimp. Can I say... Privy's the new MailChimp. It's like, you want simple, easy. It does pop-ups. It does email. But it's a lot more than what MailChimp used to be. Though it's been many years since I've logged into MailChimp. Well, and they had that whole fight with Shopify. So... They're, probably uh, a lot of Shopify entrepreneurs are like, should I... Am I supposed to be using this? Does it even work? They've... I know they like made up. Yeah, they, I, there's, I think the, the official integration is back in the store now. Uh, Peter W. wants to know, Cyber Monday is a relic from the days when online stories would have their Thanksgiving sale. Does any, well, online stores have a Thanksgiving sale still, so I don't know how that's a relic. But does anyone even care now, or is it worth dedicated creative effort into CM branding? Or do we just bundle everything under Black Friday? I, it doesn't matter. I don't think you need dedicated Cyber Monday branding. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing with, with, our, with Black Friday with emails. There is so many that are going to be going out in people's inboxes. You just need to be there and be top of mind with a reasonable offer. And so any excuse to send out a promo email, because there's like, we've got a six-week window in which it is a free-for-all yeah. on inboxes. And so it's just be there try and cut through the noise, which has increased dramatically during this time and, and be top of mind. And hopefully you're there at the right time for someone to make a purchase from you. Um, and for that reason, look, I don't care what you call it. Just grab every opportunity you have to send promotional messaging. Yeah. But if, yeah, if you call it your Thanksgiving weekend sale or you call it your Black Friday sale, that's still occurring on Monday. No one cares. Yeah. You know, if anything, switch up the name. Make like and start inventing yeah, invent, holidays. Invent Make it your yours. own holiday. Yeah, I like novelty. The human brain craves novelty. Just start making stuff up. Amazon's the uh, last week was the the VIP like the Prime Day early sale. What did they call it? It was essentially they're like it's Black Friday sneak preview. I was on. I just bought an SD card on Amazon before we started recording this. Wow. And it's uh, how big was it? Uh, Two fifty six. Oh my gosh. Uh. And yeah, we're at like pre-Prime Day. It's like the Prime Day pre-release or whatever, <laughs> if you're like a Prime member or something. Yeah, just invent your own thing. Just start, yeah, making them up. Yeah, uh, Peter sells Tesla accessories. So we call it like uh, Tesla Tuesday sale. Yeah, it's the just, day after Cyber Monday. Well, you, the app for that is called Sale Macaque. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go on Wikipedia to like list of primates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, does, do lemurs count? <laughs> Rhesus monkey, something with an R. Start just sticking sapien onto the end of things. Uh, uh, this is a you question. Will F wants to know, what are your thoughts on importing orders from other platforms like Etsy, Amazon, uh, and dropshippers? How does this affect your Shopify analytics and like your store's AOV and stuff? I guess so if you're also selling on Amazon, can you suck that up into your Shopify? Can, Shop can the Shopify backend be the backend for your entire sales business in terms of numbers? Yes. Okay. Is that good? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so essentially the idea, so like Shopify, we always think of it uh, as, as this is e-commerce. This is your online store. But the way it's really set up is Shopify is a, a platform and a hub. Online store is just one of the channels you plug into it. And so I can add point of sale if I've got retail, but I can also add integrations with other marketplaces to it, like Amazon, eBay, Walmart. I could plug these things into it, either uh, directly if they offer it or with a third-party connector. And then it's going to pull in like 
all my, my order data, customer data, all gets managed in one sane place. Now, what happens if I go in Shopify analytics, how badly does it jack that up? And what I have seen it do is it'll be like the first card is, hey, here's your revenue. And it'll be total revenue across all channels. And then it'll break it down by channel underneath because it knows the sources. In your reporting, you could filter by channel source so you don't have an issue. But then like that Shopify analytics dashboard, like AOV, store traffic, all those other cards are specific to the online store channel. And so it, adding these integrations really should not affect that. And we've got plenty of clients that run, you have know, got online store, then numerous other channels plugged in, and it does not have a detrimental effect on reporting in any way. So you, it's a good idea and you're safe to do it. I said, give it a shot. Also, worst case scenario, unplug it, remove the, the channel, the sales channel. There should just be like an overarching app for all that stuff though, that you could like suck it into. Uh, that, uh, instead of just integrating Shopify, like there should be like another thing that like takes all of them. But that's what Shopify's supposed to be. I know. It's the hub. And then it pulls everything in. It's like the platform. I thought we could just make one. It's called like Sooty Margay Sales Tracker. Uh, is that a monkey? Well, all right. Gorilla was taken. <laughs> we haven't done orangutan. Oh, damn it. Okay, yeah. Something orangutan. Sales orangutan. I like Bonobo. I thought that was good. <laughs> sales orangutan. How do I spell orangutan? Oh, yeah. That's a toughie. Matt M. Anyone have any product of the week examples? I want to re- uh, looking to release a product that's only available for one week and then it goes away forever. Any websites that do this? Looking for ideas on how they promote it. I'm guessing here Matt is a youngin, or at least younger than me, because the first thing that comes to mind is Woot.com. Woot. And Amazon bought Woot. Amazon bought Woot, but Woot.com would have a different product every day that they were selling, just one product on that one day only, but it was a big crazy sale, and so every day you had to go check Woot to see what was on sale. And they really nailed it. I think they still exist. So yeah, go to Woot.com. I believe they do. Yeah, I would base this off Woot. Well, didn't, we knew someone who ran like a t-shirt business. Weren't the t-shirts very limited? TJ Mapes Ripped Apparel. Yeah, TJ Mapes Ripped Apparel. R.I.P.T. Apparel. Ripped Apparel, yeah, did that as well, where it'd be like, these are limited l- releases. And it would be, I think it was like, you, this was this run for like this week. Yeah. Or this month, and then they would switch. Um yeah, that's it's it's the scarcity and the you you're looking to create scarcity and urgency so that people have an excuse to buy. It's why these stupid like hype sneaker apps work so well. I just bought Nike's and it was like, "Oh, well my first choice, I didn't win." And I had to like set a timer. That's, but it it works. It gets people to buy cuz they know they can't wait. They have to make a decision then. It's like, you know, use it or lose it. Um we have a client uh who's been on the show Laura Petrelli Vex Latex. Oh yeah. And she does item of the week. But those items, it's just like, well, this item. Um, Laura's work is very labor intensive, though. Yeah. So she's got to, like, know how many she's selling before yeah. she starts making it. Yeah, everything's handmade. Yeah. Um, and so on her site, it's their tagged item of the week. And then that gives it a badge that says item of the week. That's like the weekly email goes out. Hey, this is this, is this item of the week this week. And it's featured on the homepage. I think that's not quite what you're looking for like for sure take away the badge idea you want that that a badge on the oh, product you definitely need a countdown timer on the product 100 percent. and i would definitely timer. have a thing on there that's like maybe we're only selling them as many as we have so not only is there the countdown timer but they could be gone before the countdown timer even runs out so i think you, that's i'm so going to woot get, right now let's see how they do right it. now yeah no that's how woot worked i mean what woot mostly was was 
things that were like discontinued in some way. Apple stopped selling a certain iPod. It'd be like, you want this last generation Roomba? It's 70% off. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, I do. Yeah, you want this thing that was pretty much going to get like scrap heaped because the company that was originally selling it didn't want to sell it anymore. And so Woot bought it for pennies on the dollar and then resold it to you for smaller dollars on the dollar. I cannot get Woot's website to load on oh. my phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Too many countdown timers. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's definitely, it's still around. It just flat out won't connect. Picked a bad time to do this, Woot. Supposedly, Matt Rutledge, who sold Woot to Amazon, had a meeting with Jeff Bezos after they bought it. And, like, he blogged about this and he after he left the company. And he's like, so what do you want from me? And the place they're eating at had octopus on the menu. And Bezos goes, "I." he said something to the effect of, like, I like weird stuff I don't understand. Like this octopus on the menu. You're that octopus. And it was like, I want to eat you. Like, said something <laughs> just so off the wall that the guy was like, all right, I got to write write this down. I'm sure I, I butchered that story. But I know it involved Jeff Bezos and Octopus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, I think uh, for for this gentleman with his his time-limited idea, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And I think, look, just make it as dead obvious as possible if you're looking for a great example, Woot invented the idea, and it, it, it really the answer is like timers, timers, timers. The feeling you want to be given the person on the page is if you don't buy this at right this second, someone will, else will. You will never have it. Would you take the car or what's inside the box? The box. Make a choice right now. Is it a monkey? <laughs> oh, it's a howler monkey. Oh. You can't just do the ones that all have monkey. You can't be just be like Reese's monkey. Oh, howler monkey. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. You're just like naming nut, pine nut, pine nut, Has, <laughs> macadamia nut. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I know. You spend like a hundred dollars a week on macadamia nuts. Uh, what's your macadamia budget, sir? Mine's a thousand dollars a year. It, uh, it is. You're not even kidding. <laughs> it's okay. It's not. For sure, I've spent a hundred bucks on macadamia nuts this year. They're twenty bucks a pound. That's like I'm gonna treat myself. <laughs> that anyway. That's what I want for Christmas: macadamia nuts. Uh, all right. Our next question. Uh, Pankaj B wants to know, where do you stand on thumbnails on the product page? I'm right now thinking about either getting completely rid of them or replacing the images with dot sliders, at least for mobile. What would you suggest? It doesn't matter. I'm going with thumbnails on the product page. I initially, when I read this, I thought it was homepage. No, product page. Like you got the so main got image, my, my and main then you got image, the thumbnails underneath it. That I, I'm going with, I'm sure you could split test it, and it'll be like, this way is better, but it'll only be better by like 1%. It's, all right. You could get rid of the thumbnails if the interface is very obvious. Like, if it needs to have controls and indicators that are always there. And that's, he said, the dots, I would have an arrow on there. Um, as long as you have like the arrows of the dots, it'll work. And then it should, especially in mobile, I should just be able to swipe through it. Mm-hmm. then you could probably get rid of the thumbnails. Um, we've seen split tests for, like, should the thumbnails be on the left? You know, are they vertical? Are yeah, they on the bottom, horizontal? Yeah. I believe when we've tested this, sites performed better with thumbnails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen conflicting results on, like, the vertical versus horizontal thumbnails on a product page. But the way you're describing it, 100% you could do it. I don't think it would confuse anybody because you... I think you got it right where you said, hey, replace it with dot sliders. Yeah. 
I mean, the, and the advantage here is it it tightens up the the layout on the page so that ideally that product form is above the fold on mobile. That's what we're like, really, that would be the advantage to doing this. And that might be worthwhile, increase the add to cart rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I think ultimately, like, if you really try to split test this, you would just get in, insignificant results over and over where it's like, oh, it turns out it's just preference. You set it up however you want. Yeah, it doesn't. As long as it's implemented well, it doesn't matter. That would be my prediction. What's something you just can't live without? For this Shopify merchant, it's Zipify one-click upsell. $10 of extra revenue on every single order, 30% increase for us in average order value. You can't live without it as a Shopify store owner. What would be a game changer for your business? For this merchant, it's a simple Shopify app. Zipify one-click upsell. It's definitely a game changer. It's adding about $9 in extra revenue for every customer that we bring in. That's right. Our number one app that we've been using to help transform our business overall has been. Hey, oh, were you listening to that? You really want to hear about this life-changing Shopify app? Here it is. One-click upsell. It's going to help you increase your average order value a lot and increase your profit from your hard work. Zipify one-click upsell can increase your Shopify revenue by 10 to 15% overnight. Created by the owner of a $155 million brand and trusted by over 11,000 Shopify merchants, one-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. It is no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $316 million in sales. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. All right. Uh, Lease B, what's your advice for a retail store selling other people's brands? How do you differentiate yourself and how to maximize profits when the margins often aren't that great? White label. I like white label. You got to find some cheap garbage that fits in with the rest of your retail store that's a generic brand that you then invent a generic brand, but that's just like your house brand, like, you know, Safeway Select, and sell that crap in your store for a way higher profit margin. That's why they do private labels. Yeah. It's because it's a significantly better margin. Yeah. And then if you can get, like, developing private labels, uh, not as hard as you'd think. Like, if you've got a good relationship with a manufacturer, you can get them to do it. And once you've got one, then you ideally, like, you don't compete with your existing products. You do... Um, so complementary things. Complementary things. And then you sell the whole thing as a bundle. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all right, now I'm, se- I'm able to sell my that original retail catalog, but I'm also bundling it with these higher margin items. And then so my average profit per order goes way up when you do it that way. Or maybe you could find, like, accessory items to bundle and include that um, have a better margin on them. I don't know what your category is, mm-hmm. but no, I think, I think your, your white label or private label idea is, is the way to go. Makes life much easier. And ooh, we got one left. We're on the last question here. Uh, Peter wants to know, is Shopify still the powerhouse and de facto first choice they were thought to be, or, or is big commerce and others gaining ground? Personally, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I work with Shopify. Things are going great. And the stock price stinks, but who cares? That's not reality. I don't, yeah. I think if you're looking at stock price, I think you have to decouple 
the market, which is inherently irrational, like it's quite emotional, mm -hmm. um, driven off sentiment from the actual performance of a company. And that's not Shopify. That's like everybody. Like Apple will be like, hey, here's all our new stuff and our new phone and we're doing so great. And some analyst will say something and the stock will tank. You're like, what? And then you wait a week and goes back up. Like, all right. And truthfully, in his question, he had prefaced it like with a thing about stock price. Yeah. And I just taken that out. Because <laughs> um, I think the question works, you know, without it uh, better. But so he, Peter was on Big Commerce and migrated to Shopify and he's still on Shopify. And I have done, we've done several store migrations this year. And when it comes to data, like the, the data migration portion, I'll often do, I will often do that myself. I enjoy it. And, and so you're going in, so which means you're going into the back end mm -hmm. of big commerce, of Presta Shop, of Magento, of all these other competitors and seeing what they got going on back there. Yeah. Yeah. I've migrated from uh, WordPress, WooCommerce, Magento 2, and uh, big commerce this year. Those are all, I've worked with those platforms and moved stores to Shopify from them. And I have used, I'd used all those platforms years ago as well. And what really struck me, and this was before he'd asked this question, I had noticed this, was when you log into those platforms, they looked the same to me as they've always looked. I'm sure there's subtleties I'm missing, but it's like, this looks the same as like five to seven years ago. Whereas Shopify dramatically improved with like feature set channels, integrations, interface in the last just two years. Mm -hmm. And so I think there is a, a momentum and velocity that Shopify has that the others didn't. Like going into the pandemic, they said, you know what? We don't know what's gonna happen here. Staffed up massively and then just crank stuff out. And other people didn't. And I think that you really see the result of that now if you like, you take these things head to head, especially if you'd used them years ago. And it's like, what? Nothing changed here. <laughs> that really surprised me. They felt old when I used them, a little clunky. I think the answer is, uh, Shopify is synonymous with commerce. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get, it's weird that I hear, I hear ads for Shopify on like podcasts and stuff. I no longer have to, when people are like, oh, what do you do? I'll say I'm a Shopify partner. They already know what it is. They don't have a store on it, but they recognize it. It's very strange. I mean, it's cool, but it's mm -hmm. just, I'm like, oh, all right. You already, you're familiar. They're like, yeah, that's that, that e-commerce thing. It's like I bought, and they'll be like, oh, I bought from this Shopify store. Like they'll know. I think it's cool. Oh, actually, no, I have one more question. Let me find it. <laughs> I got I got an easy one for you, I got Ed. Fwankum's time. All right. Winifred asks, we've got uh, some CSS code within style tags on our page and blog post templates on our website to make the buttons on the pages stand out and encourage visitors to not bounce. See example, and the, the screenshot is what she described. Uh, my question is, should this code be on each page or blog post above the H2 tag? And if the answer is no, where should this code be? My theme is Turbo on Shopify 2.0, so Turbo 8. Well, if you're wrapping it in the style tag, technically that's supposed to be in the head. So it's in theme.liquid. Okay. But I understand it's. it sounds like a style she only wants to happen on buttons on certain pages. So she's putting the style in those page templates. Okay. Which well, all right, not a, not is, a terrible is, workaround. Uh, Quote-unquote technically wrong because that style tag is only supposed to be in the head, but who cares? Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It works, and the browser knows it's what to work. do with it. The browser knows what it's doing with it. 
apps will do crap like the this. The only person that would tell you you're doing it wrong is a pendant or like someone who's trying to teach you how to do it in a class. So it doesn't really matter. If you want to really be good, go in the theme.css file and then add something at the bottom. And I know those product pages, there, there's a way the button is on the product page that you can write a class or a style that it would only affect the buttons on the product pages whether there's like a class on the body tag or something, you'd have to know how to write CSS. So the true right way to do it. To get like a CSS selector where it's only going to impact Yeah, where that it would page. only happen on the product page. So that would be the true right way to do it is to write a thing in the CSS file and just make a very specific rule. But the way she's doing it, it's fine. She's not breaking anything. Right. What if I put it in theme.liquid in the head so it's in the right place, but then I wrap it in a liquid if statement that checks to see what what the URL is or what my page template is, and then applies it conditionally. Also a thing you could do, doesn't, she could just leave it the way she is, she's fine. <laughs> All right, I was, maybe I was overcomplicating. <laughs> any, any Halloween plan? What's your Halloween costume, Mr. Rita? Uh, guy in his basement. Guy in his basement? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so uh, uh, this will be the third Halloween. I live in this house. And I can tell you the grand number of times my doorbell has been rung by trick-or-treaters has been two. Oh, no. And I live, like, on a suburban street surrounded by other houses. It's very suburban. So I don't know why my house is apparently the murder house you're not supposed to go in. I have outdoor lights on. You have sidewalks? The sidewalks. The front door is open, so it's just like the Nice screen. landscaping? It's just the screen door. Uh, for some reason, children refuse to come to my house. Do you put up Halloween decor? Uh, no. Okay. But I mean, the lights are on, the door is open. It's like carve a pumpkin or something. There's a strange large man looming in the doorway who wants to give you candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. And I put up a sign that said free razor blades and no <laughs> one is coming. Isn't that a thing that's never actually happened? It, well, it has happened, but it's always like the parent is like literally trying to kill their child. Ugh. It's like all the thing where it's like there's human trafficking. It's like 90% of human tra trafficking is actually an estranged parent taking the child into a custody battle. I just wanted to have a fun outro about Halloween costumes. And no, you're like, gonna, eat a razor blade. They're going to learn something. I, I have a Jedi costume I wear. Pair it with a lightsaber, walk around the neighborhood. Uh... My daughter's a cat. I like that it's a non-licensed character. Just she said cat. She's just not done. Cat, she's not gonna period. be the bride of Frankenstein. No, my <laughs> wife's uh, a skeleton. She bought a skeleton jumpsuit. Yeah. All I know is for the last four months, my wife's been like, "That should be the baby's Halloween costume. That should be the baby's Halloween costume. That should be the baby's Halloween costume." There's been like 20 costumes mentioned, so I'm interested in seeing what my daughter is on Halloween. Uh, well, I guess we'll we'll have to hear about that in a future update. <laughs> we will end it there. This is. This has been a delight, and if you would, let's see, do I have any, what sound effect do I want to go out on here? Spooky wolf. Spooky wolf. How about, like, spooky wolf and man yelling? There we go. All right. Good night. Thank you. E-commerce marketing is changing. Email is no longer the only way to build relationships with customers. SMS is now the fastest growing sales channel for online brands. And if you haven't gotten started yet, I know what you might be thinking. My customers don't want to receive text messages. Or, I don't think I could drive ROI with SMS. But here's the thing. SMS is where you find your best customers. 
You don't need to have thousands of SMS contacts to drive meaningful revenue. And merchants see up to a 250% increase in engagement and conversion rates when they pair email and SMS together. Tax marketing is here to stay, my friends. And Privy is the fastest way to get started. Privy gives you access to all the tools you need to grow your SMS list and send money-making text messages. Plus, their full suite of website conversion and email marketing tools. And the cherry on top? You'll get one-on-one -on -one coaching and support no matter where you start with Privy. Ready to get started or just learn more? Go check out Privy on the Shopify App Store and see how you can get started for free today.